Smartcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. There's a change happening in the way we live, the way we work, the way we spend our money and make our decisions. We are evolving to be more conscious in our actions in a way that serves the world and makes it a better place. Welcome to The Ethical Evolution. The Ethical Evolution podcast is brought to you by Ethical Change Agency. I'm Bindi, I'm the founder, and my mission is to help ethical entrepreneurs and holistic healers to find their voice through spiritual coaching and podcasting. I'm honoured to bring you the stories of those who create change through healing, kindness, innovation, purpose, and spirit. Understanding that to create collective change, we need to be the change. It all begins with us. Lucy Wood previously worked for LinkedIn and now helps soul-led organisations, entrepreneurs, leaders and coaches to take their business to the next level. She's also the host of the new podcast, Working Under Pleasure, where she explores conversations with changemakers who are asking for what they want, saying what they need, and openly talk about their pleasures and the ripple effect it's having in their lives. When Lucy and I found each other, we found another kindred soul that was the mirror of ourselves, and we connected on so many levels, and no doubt you can hear that come out in our conversation. I hope you enjoy it and get the same goosebumps that we did. Welcome, Lucy, to The Ethical Evolution. Hi, pleasure. Well, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be part of this. Yes, and we, we just got <laughs> chatting offline and I think we we could chat all day. <laughs> so, so we thought we'd better capture some uh, so that people can have a listen. Um, now, Lucy, for people who don't know who you are and what you do, can you go ahead and tell us? Yeah, of course. It's always a question that everyone's like, oh, God, where do I start? <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, as you can probably tell, I'm English. Um, I actually used to live in Australia, so I have probably a bit of a twang on the accent front. Um, I'm currently living in Bali. And a little bit about myself is I, well, I was in the corporate world for about six years um, and never fitted in the classic kind of scenario, um, but really didn't know what else to do. was doing like the London grind and thought, you know what, I'm going to quit everything. I moved to Australia and then obviously moved in January 2020. Best time mm. to obviously <laughs> move and build the dream life. And um, yeah, obviously the pandemic happened. And so I then ended up getting back into a corporate job and was really annoyed at myself, <laughs> to say the least. Um, but I've always, uh, like a little bit of a backstory, actually, I've always done podcasting and things on my lunch breaks. So I'd be the one that would be sneaking off on the tube in London, doing a <laughs> sneaky like Zoom call in the most random situation um, for the last five years. And then thought to myself while I was in Australia, like to take advantage of obviously the working from home setup and started working for LinkedIn, um, which were very open to me being honest and saying, this is my last ever corporate job. However, right now, you know, it's, it's serving a purpose for me. Mm. So I, um, 
then decided to move remotely to Bali and just start a nomadic lifestyle. Um, my plan next year is to be between sort of Bali, um, Dubai. I'm craving a city life because I'm a Londoner at heart. And just continued with my podcasting and then thought to myself, for me, as someone that worked for LinkedIn, I see this platform that isn't being utilized by entrepreneurs, by coaches, by healers, by energy workers, you know, all those beautiful places and spaces that the personal development world is in, isn't utilizing this platform. And so I left LinkedIn in September um, and created my own LinkedIn consulting business. But for me, what I really feel so passionate about is for women and men, you know, I never want to leave the men out because they need some help too, mm. um, to fully feel like they are working from a place of pleasure. And that doesn't have to be central, sexual. It means that they're actually following their intuition and creating a business that's coming from a place of love and from their heart. But equally being realistic here, that there is obviously a masculine side to every person that, you know, having a business with the right kind of teachings and mindset and ability to mix and tailor those two together. So it's an interesting one because I'm teaching people from a very corporate profile, which LinkedIn is seen mm. to be in a very much, I never like the word woo-woo, but in very much sort of different kind of place. Mm. And the funny thing is, is that somewhere like LinkedIn was actually a dating site. I don't know if you know this. So LinkedIn was originally- Was it really? Yeah. yeah I didn't know right? that. How much more relaxed do you feel about that? Huh. <laughs> and, and it's come full circle almost. <laughs> wow. Literally, right? And so a little bit of a backstory about that is um, LinkedIn was created to be a um, dating platform for Silicon Valley because like-minded entrepreneurs working long hours of the day, not socializing with anyone, needed some sort of dating profile. And obviously that didn't kick off. <laughs> um, and so it kind of became this real corporate platform. And I think a lot of people are like, myself included, when I joined the company, are like, oh, it's just, ugh, too formal, too, ugh, not, not cool. But actually there is this gold mine literally of customers that mm. have income they want to grow themselves mm. you know they a lot of them probably want to get out of their nine or fives let's be honest and there's just this amazing platform and so for me I've combined my skills around that background that I've done with also how people can be more enjoying what they're doing and what they're providing in a business and that's where the working under pleasure podcast <laughs> comes into play that is so, incredible yeah. That is amazing. Oh. Um, you know, I have worked in social media for over 15 years and I didn't know that once. So that, thank you for that. Um, and it, mm. I have noticed a bit of a resurgence in the last year or so uh, with LinkedIn and people being a bit more real and being a bit more oh, honest. And like particularly since the pandemic, I've seen a real shift in LinkedIn in um, the mm. way people are communicating. They're being very raw, very vulnerable, very honest and that's the stuff that hits people in the feels um, when it comes to social media. Um, you know, when we can relate to another human, um, that's where we get the cut through. And no doubt that's probably what you do in your teaching, right? A hundred percent. And I'm all about like the vulnerability, like you said, like we're all human beings and that's why I've hated the corporate world, you know, kind regards, yours sincerely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's just gross, <laughs> right? Like I couldn't give a... I don't know if you can surround this podcast, but I, I couldn't give, okay, give a shit. I'm English, right? <laughs> I, I couldn't give a shit. And what I what the escapism for me was that I could podcast and have real and raw conversations. And I'm, as you can tell, a talker. I love interviewing and also <laughs> love presenting. 
But then to see that people were being real on LinkedIn and, and actually, you know, crying out for help sometimes mm. as well, because social media, I think a lot of us are fed up of social media, really. It depends your mindset. But if people can understand that this is a platform that they can be themselves on and it attracts their client or their connections, like we were talking about earlier, mm. and it's just a win-win. Um, and I never like to bore people with stats, but I do just want to say something like simple. Every like there's a new member that joins every three seconds. Wow. So like if you're not looking at it, but looking at it in a fun way, then you're missing out. You are missing out. And you know, I don't get any commission from LinkedIn anymore. So this is just my internal experience. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's it's a big it's a big part of the world that people need to tap into if they want. <laughs> and you know something funny, um, I also have a, a corporate job um, that I do on the side, uh, which we haven't even spoken about. Um, <clears throat> and part of that, uh, so I have a, a digital background and so uh, part of that is social media. And um, I find if I just step away from, you know, the analytical mind and let myself scroll through LinkedIn for a little bit, and I know we're, we're banging on about LinkedIn here, but just give me a sec, um, <laughs> is if I just scroll through that and see what other people are doing, mm. I get so many innovative ideas because I'm starting to activate the other side of my brain and think about how does that relate to me? How can I deliver something similar? Um I find that I can deliver greater change by just switching off that analytical mind and just going and exploring what other people are doing in this platform. Mm, that's amazing that you've tapped into that because it's okay. It's almost, <laughs> it's almost like I feel like you've, you've been in, in the training programs, but it's, <laughs> I say to people, you know, comment on, I don't like the word competitors, but like, comment on the people that are doing what you want to do or similar things because that's where your tribe your clients are going to find you they're not mm. going to find you if they don't know or follow you you know and that's the good thing about LinkedIn so that's great that you get that inspiration when you have a little look and you see mm. what else is going on out there and you can also block out the noise quite easily as well you can pick and choose what you want to see mm. so it's it's yeah it's a great platform <laughs> so um you know you're about to kick off uh, with a new podcast working under pleasure mm. and I had a little listen to your trailer um which is why I'm super excited for it to actually kick off because there's so many people I could recommend to you for that show I'm excited that fills <laughs> my heart up so much joy so thank you um <laughs> but I mean you know you and I are both equally passionate about podcasting um like tell us what's the premise of the show and what do you hope to achieve through it it's an interesting one <laughs> so I um share this with you I was in LA recently talking around like what I actually want to do with this new show and I've avoided what I really wanted to do for the last few years out of fear you know like many of us mm -hmm. and I want men and women to feel more comfortable and openly about talking about what they want in the most vulnerable situations and naturally that can include the bedroom that can include include relationships that can include love or all these kind of you know vulnerable conversations and I feel like now more than ever people are losing their voices, right? Mm. And I think for me, if you speak up your truth, you, your, your voice gives you that pleasure in life because you, you ask, you receive, right? And what we were saying this earlier, mm. whatever form that is, but talking around taboo topics, which probably shouldn't be taboo because we came to this earth through sex and intimacy, right? Mm. Is the underlying reason why I want this show to be all about working under pleasure. But what I mean by it is that 
you have to work on yourself in order to receive that pleasure in whatever way you want it to be. So for me, it's interviewing different change makers that are creating the life that they want to create. And we're combining it with business, uh, love, and obviously sex, but ultimate, what is pleasure for you? So, you know, it's just a real underlying factor that people should use their voices and how they can tap more into their body. I'm a big believer about your body shows the score, which mm. I've learned probably the hard way, but, you know, and it's just a different stance of looking at things because, yes, you could say you have an amazing life, but let's also talk about the shit side of things as well. You know, let's talk about reality here. And I don't mean staged reality. I mean, genuine reality. So yeah, that's a long-winded answer. Oh my <laughs> gosh. There's so much to unpack there, Lucy. Like, <laughs> seriously. Um, that, you know, you and I intersect so much with that, you know, like, um, because the change starts with us, right? If if we want to have that pleasurable life and have a have a better world, that change starts with us. Um, we we are the stories we tell ourselves, mm-hmm. and so if we could write a new story, a whole new chapter, we are the change. Oh, I just yeah. got goosebumps. <laughs> Me too. I actually, it's boiling and body, but I, I'm still a little bit cold. <laughs> oh, man, that was a bit freaky. Um, but, yeah, it's like what you've gone through there, and my mind just wandered. It was like imagine the conversations you were going to have in the near future mm-hmm. when people get raw and real about what mm-hmm. pleasure means to them and, and to not care about no. judgment or shame or any of those kind of things. Like Mm. just get down to the grassroots of Mm. what gives you pleasure. A hundred percent. And it was a really interesting realization that I had, this is what I wanted to do because I'd got all these guests lined up and I then had to re-message them and obviously tell them that I never stage anything. I just give them an underlying theme. So many of them were so uncomfortable about it. And I was like, you know what? Shit. But equally, we're onto something here Mm. because- that says a lot, right? Mm. And we can talk about mindset until the cows come home. But if we're actually expressing how we feel and also feeling that in our bodies, it could be nervousness, it could be any emotion. People don't actually know what would bring them pleasure in in obvious questions, you know? Mm. A lot of people just kind of give a little awkward response and they're like, oh God, we're talking about sex. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to be. Like one woman, for example, recently uh, said to me, eating dessert with a small spoon. <laughs> That's, right? that's the first thing that came to me aside from sex was um, I can just, I can imagine someone, you know, getting on there talking about like eating a whole bucket of ice cream, you know, like. <laughs> Good on you. Like whoever admits that, great. Like let's talk about it. You know, what flavor is it? Are you in your pajamas? Are you just vegging out on the couch? You know, what are you doing? Like everyone else is doing it. So yeah. <laughs> but it's almost a bit of an expose eh, as well, isn't it? Like. You know, mm-hmm. the things that we do behind closed doors or behind the curtain that nobody knows about that bring mm-hmm. us pleasure that are our secrets. Exactly. But but we all probably are doing very similar things. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we talk about the Netflix and chill and all that kind of stuff. I mean, seriously, what are we doing? Yeah, exactly. And I think the more people that can open up and be like, hey, I did this or I had this this thought, the more people are like, oh, my gosh, same. And that builds the connection that I feel 
we have we've lost so much connection over the last two two and a half years and we're all relying on zoom and things like that now which is a great tool but are we having the vulnerable conversations through zooms you know are we connecting through that way and a lot of the time I, you get, I feel I get Zoom fatigue. This mm. isn't one of these conversations, for example, <laughs> because we're not connecting. We're not being honest. You know, we're not saying, hey, like I've got my pajama bottoms on right now and you can't see them. You know, it's just simple things like that, that humans crave. And that's what I love about podcasting because we can have the most vulnerable conversations and share so much. And that's one of the things that I've, I don't always say during an interview, but um, I'm, I'm going to say it. Um, right now is that, uh, you know, and you've highlighted it just there and what you were saying when you, you changed your messaging and then people felt uncomfortable. Um, mm-hmm. Like I have a really highly developed intuition that allows me to know without even speaking to someone whether they're going to be a good fit and we're going to connect. Now, you're in Bali, I'm in Brisbane. Like I feel completely connected to you right now. Like you're in exactly the same room. Mm. How Would you agree? Um, and you cannot do that with everyone. That, that's mm. just the simple fact of life. You cannot mm. do that with everyone. But because I can read your energy before you even sat down and turned on the computer, I know that this was going to be a no-brainer. And people <laughs> go to me, I oh, don't want to talk first. Don't you want to work out? So I'm like, no, no, it's fine. Just trust yeah. me. And every single time... People walk away from being sometimes a nervous guest who probably haven't done this before or not very much, not not like you though. <laughs> um, okay. But they might, you know, this might be their first podcast they've ever done to being an absolute, you know, like best friend, almost like family, mm-hmm. soul sister, you know. Like it's we go through this transition in this conversation through connection. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's a beautiful experience. And I just want everyone to feel like this, you know, Mm. like to, to feel that they're part of something and they're connecting with whoever they're talking about. And it could be the most simple things. It doesn't have to be deep conversation. It's just that connection that we, we crave. Right. And that's, that's the number one thing that I love about podcasting, um, Mm -hmm. is that I, I love that energy and that transition that I see in people from the beginning to the end. Um, and when they actually get to be part of the experience too, and they, they experience the change in that moment. I mean, for you, what, what's, what's the big, big win for you when it comes to podcasting? Um, oh God, so many, (laughs) um, for me, it's more the listeners. Like I really enjoy when a listener it's, I don't know if you find this, but it's always the podcast that I find least interesting in the conversation. Like I, I, I love all my conversations, but I often think, oh, that would, that, the listeners are going to love that. And it's the ones that I least expect. But when a listener messages me something really personal that I don't know about at all, and they share that they've made a little step or a change in their lives, I, that you just can't beat that. You mm. can't beat that at all. Or, you know, if you, if I find I've helped someone in some way that I least expected, that it just fills my heart up. So yeah, that's my, that's my favorite thing. It's the listeners and the audience and Yeah. I love that part. <laughs> and, you know, I've, I've said to many of my friends who are podcasters that have been on this actual show that all it takes is one person to see us. Mm, one person. That's yes. all it takes. All it takes. And it's it could even be them listening for the first two minutes mm-hmm. and they get what, exactly what they needed and they move forward with it. 
Mm. And that's why I'm a huge fan of mission-based podcasts, um, you know, ones that actually are here to make a difference or, or to make a change or to, to do something other than just babble on about shit. Um, and, you know, we can we can do Joe Rogan till the cows come home, but I'm just, I'm really not a fan of that stuff. Um, I'm really here to make a difference and make a change. And, and that's why I love podcasts like that. And this is where you and I intersect again, because you're here to do a very, very similar thing. Yeah, hundred percent. And some, I don't know about you, but I question myself sometimes. I'm like, I used to sell, I used to sell email security in London four years ago, right? <laughs> like, which I did not fit into at all. It was like, <clears throat> excuse me, like a Wolf of Wall Street. I don't know if you've watched that film. Yeah. Set up, and I, I love the people there, and I will forever love them. But I was the only woman in this really overmasculinized, and I'd walk up there in my heels, and you know, and and I'd do very well, but I would be like, what? Um, what am I doing? <laughs> what is this life? Um, so I'm eternally grateful for podcasting and for having a voice and to be able to use this voice. Because for me, I, I never used my voice for a long time and it was always there inside. And I feel very passionate about also people learning to speak up about their voices. Because um, a little bit of a background, I, I had an eating disorder from the age of 18 through to 30. Eight, sorry, through to 30. I'm now 20, uh, so 22 years, I'm now 32. Um, and that was suppressing my voice. You know, mm. I was a talker and I could talk before I could walk as a child. And um, particularly asking people the triggering questions that no one wants to answer. <laughs> so my parents probably adored me for that. And and I just was over it. I was like, this doesn't, this doesn't do anyone any favors anymore. This victim mentality does not work for me or anyone. Um, so went through a lot of therapy and left some really not fulfilling environments and so now I feel more passionate than ever for people to use their voices because we Mm. all have one and it's a gift really to be able to speak up oh my god it's like we're twins seriously (laughs) um oh my god tell me I want to (laughs) hear because you know um for many years I um you know, I struggled with, with finding my voice too. And, uh, you know, I, I had a background in radio and, and, and all those kind of things, but, um, yeah, I, I wasn't heard and I wasn't seen. And it wasn't until I dealt with all the issues that I was ready to be seen. Um, and that was when I was actually the cover image on my podcast. Um, so that was me getting out there and going, Hey world, I'm here, I'm ready. And, oh, my gosh, look what's happened in three years. <laughs> um, Was it three years for you as well? That's mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. 2019 <clears throat> must have been a magical Something year. Something happened that year. <laughs> oh, if you don't mind me asking, this is the podcast for me, what mm. shifted you to then put your face on your podcast cover? Again, you know, like actually becoming aware and conscious of what was holding me back um, mm. and then actually doing the work to heal. Mm. Um, and so my, my first podcast that I ever did was four years ago, um, called the state of you. And it was like my own therapy. And I started that and I only got, I don't know, eight episodes in and that guest invited me to host theirs. So it then took off from there. And then, then we got the ethical evolution and I've been on, I don't know how many shows since, um, across the world. So this thing is booming. <laughs> um, I am seen, I am heard, um, I am recognised um, mm. now in a way I never was before. Wow. Mm. That's crazy. And I think 
you know what? We always talk about the work, but I don't think a lot of people, myself included, was like, what the hell is the work? Yeah. Like, what is this? Like, what did you find was good for you that helped you step up? What tools, if you only don't mind sharing, mm. sorry. <laughs> I don't want to take over right. your show. I'll just hand over, shall I? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me to stop. Oh, stop. I love it. I love it. I love it when I get podcasts <laughs> and they do this to me. Um, so uh, for me, um, I look back and I think, okay, where where was the where was the break? Where was where was the change? And mm-hmm. um, I think it was like a, a meditation retreat thing I went to, and I'd never meditated in my life. And I was like, all right, well, let's just give this shit a go. Let's see what <laughs> happens. And it transformed me. Um, it, like, and this woman, she was a medicine woman, and she looked at me and she was like you've got work to do. And she, she said all the things that I didn't want to hear. (laughs) And I was Mm. like, oh, and after that, you know, they, people talk about the dark night of the soul. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Went through one of those. Uh, and I was like, oh, is this what I'm going to talk about? Um, and so went through that and then I just, I sort of opened up more to actual healing. And then I, uh, went and saw a, a sound healer for two years and went through that wow. therapy, which released so many of those demons that I'd been hanging on to. Um, that changed my life. Wow. And now, so, um, now I actually write and create meditations for other people. So there oh you go. <laughs> That's medicine in itself. That's crazy. And it's interesting to sound healing was the medicine for you. I've never heard anyone say that before. So, mm. yeah. Oh. Yeah, and it, look at look at the connections though. Sound healing, recording studio. <laughs> yeah, it's it's incredible. Um, so it's funny that you know the more you reach out in these circles, how much we've all got the same kind of story, how mm. we're all healing the same stuff. Mm, um, we're already connected on a soul level somewhere mm, else. Mm. And you know, I just hope that these future generations that might be listening right now. Um, don't have to go through the shit that we went through. Yeah, agreed. Mm. I'm a big believer in that, like, the work that we do now um, stops at our generation and that, you know, I I want to have a family at some point in my life and I feel like my children won't go through these patterns. I mean, they'll probably pick up some shit, I'm sure, but, (laughs) you know, they won't go through some of the patterns that we've been through and we are the change makers of our generation, which is amazing. Mm, And, you know, I'm already seeing some really amazing promising insights from the the current generation in just the way they treat the planet and the way they're making decisions. Um, That alone, I think, is promising. Definitely. It's really inspiring. I, when I speak to younger people, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, where have you come from? What, what, what planet are you on? Because they have access to so many amazing tools and they're being raised by people that have done a lot of work on themselves. So it's a very exciting time to be alive. And they're much more <laughs> mature than we were, are I? Just oh, like, my gosh. how did that happen? <laughs> they look way cooler, way hotter as well. Like I was not sexy at 14. <laughs> And I know that sounds really wrong. Isn't it funny though? No. 100%. (laughs) Now, Lucy, if people want to find out more about uh, you and what you do and the training that you do, uh, where can they go? Yeah, sure. Uh, A couple of things. So there's the Working Under Pleasure podcast, um, which goes live at the end of the month 
And so I'll give you the show links. Um, so that's working under pleasure. Also, if you go on LinkedIn, so I'm Lucy Wood on LinkedIn, there is um, sort of a list of my courses and training platforms there. And then obviously there is Instagram as well, which is I am L Wood. I'm not really a big Instagrammer, to be honest. Um, but that is where you can see my YouTube channel on there as well. So um, yeah, those are all the links. Um, I'm sure they'll probably change by the time this is launched, <laughs> but I will update them in the notes. But that's where you can find me. <laughs> I, I, I see what you did there. I am L Wood. Um, I see what you did there. <laughs> what, what, what do you mean <laughs> as in as in legally blonde Elwood oh I know I get that all the time uh, yes I used to as a child want to be a lawyer actually because you got paid to argue and I was a very fiery teenager <laughs> and also I have the Elwood um initials um I was actually going to be called Holly as a child they thought Hollywood would kind of oh. result in being severely bullied but I mean Wood is a a can be an unfortunate surname to be honest I mean there's no perfect surname kids can be mean but um yeah Lucy Wood is is where you can find me (laughs) sorry I had to go there (laughs) now now, Lucy I got the last big question for you I'll go for it what's the change you'd like to see in the world and how can we bring it to life Oh my gosh. There's so many. I feel so passionate about women having a voice. And it was really, really eye-opening for me when I was in LA because it was obviously going through all the abortion rights and things like that that were the disappearing. Um, and just to see a society and a world that's going backwards and yet in such an advanced place you know look what we're doing Mm. right now but the basics are disappearing in many countries so for women I feel very strongly about women finding their voices and passing on to generations for their children to feel the same because if we don't speak up and ask what we want we're never going to get what we deserve so that is what I truly feel very passionate about and very determined to make a change in the world around that Mm. and you know it's it's 2022 by the way and (laughs) I am just gobsmacked by some of the laws that are even being considered in the States at the moment. Like, seriously, wake up to yourself. It's just, it's it's jaw-dropping. And actually, when I went over to the States, and don't get me wrong, we've all been in bubbles, really, for the last two years, right? Mm. For someone that used to live in Bondi in Australia by a beach for two years, then to come to Bali, I have been in a big bubble and realised the struggles that the women are going through in somewhere like America where they are losing their voices on a daily basis is heartbreaking. And it Mm. doesn't matter whatever country you're from just to see people losing their basic human rights Mm. is, is, is not, it it has to stop and it will stop. And I'm determined to be a massive change maker for that. Yeah. And, you know, don't even get me started on, you know, all of the LGBTQ rights that are being absolutely particularly trans people how they're being treated in the states at the moment i don't even get me started <laughs> yeah it's just it's disgusting and I, I feel very passionate too about that side of things my brother my brother is gay and he is we, i've always known that about him and it's i just adore him whatever but just to see that part of things as well it's disgusting mm. yeah i'm agree i agree don't get me started <laughs> that's episode two of you and me. <laughs> oh boy we could go on all day and we probably shouldn't do that to people. Um, but Lucy, <laughs> seriously, you have been an absolute delight. Thank you for every minute. 
pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And if anyone feels, you know, they want to speak more or I'm an open book. So slide into my DM, drop me a message. And I'm always happy to help and support anyone find their voice. It's just magic. So if I can help anyone, let me know. Amazing. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Ethical Evolution Podcast. If you're ready to be the change and would love to work with me on finding your voice through spiritual coaching or creating your own podcast with impact, visit ethicalchangeagency.com. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric acid. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, that's his my name is Prince Daniels Jr. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Electric acid.